let's close our eyes. Father God, we just pray and we thank you for your word that's going to go out. Your word is a sword, Father. It's a hammer, Father, but it's also a solid foundation, Lord. Your word is living and your word will do exactly what it needs to do. And thank you that your word will not return to you void, Father, but it will carry fruit in the hearts of your people. Great fruit, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, um, you, we know that we are speaking about building the house. But before you can build anything, you need to belong. Amen. I mean, there's too many people that don't belong. Isn't it amazing that God created us for His pleasure? God created you so that He can enjoy you. Do you know that? He could have created you and placed you in heaven. But he decided to create you so he can enjoy you and love on you. Isn't that amazing? Maybe somebody rejected you and told you you're not good enough. And maybe somebody said, hey, um, I want nothing to do with you or I don't want to be a part of you. But God comes and he says, it's okay. Let them say what they want to say. I created you so I can love you. God didn't say you have to love him back right there first he says I will love you no matter what with your shortcomings with your sin with your filth I love you there's a call of love coming from heaven and people they are so used to be rejected and abandoned that they don't hear the call of love crying out come close to me so that I can love you that I can Pour out what I created you to be. We just accept that we are here. And sometimes we will say, Lord, but why did you create me? Why didn't you choose somebody else? No, He chose you because there's still purpose left on the inside of you. Come on. And not only did He create you for His pleasure, but He created you to belong to His family. I know there's a lot of teachings going out about the local church, but I'm telling you, God's plan and His purpose is still the same. It's still the same and the church is still His plan and His purpose. You cannot function without the purpose and belonging. You can try it with drugs and you can try it with sex and you can try it with clubbing and all that kind of things, but you will still feel empty. Because you can only find your belonging in God. The world cannot give it to you. Our president cannot give it to you. You can only find it in God. Many of us, we think people, people, people give us belonging. And now that people doesn't want to belong to us like we want to belong to them, you feel you're worthless. Hello? Don't die on me. Come on. I must tell the story. They asked me, do I, have I ever raised the dead? I said, yes, every Sunday morning, 9.30. Can the dead bones come alive in this place? Come on, can I have some preachers with me this morning? But he called us to belong to the church. And you're not an island. Dr. Gustav will always say, we are not an island. We're not created to be alone. 
In Afrikaans het sê dit so well, hy wat om afskui van die lichaam, soek sy eie belang. And sorry, God didn't only save you for yourself. He saved you so you can make impact in somebody else's life. Whew, come on. And the benefits of belonging, we've, we've, we've touched on four and I'm going to do number five today. But number one is you're part of God's family. And there you learn your true identity. And I'm not going to preach on that today. And in belonging, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are supported by others. You cannot. You need the support of others. You are part of the body of Christ. You discover your value. Dr. Gustav said it so nice this morning in the 8 o'clock service. You only discover the value of the part of your body you lost. Suddenly if you lose sight and you only maybe see through one eye, you discover the value of sight. If you lose an arm, you, you discover the value of having two arms. Come on. But being a part of the temple and being a part of the body and being a part of God's family, it gives you purpose and it gives you function. It gives you protection. And it gives you value. You are part of God's flock. Do you know that sheep needs more attention than any other, any other animal on the face of the earth? They need guidance. They need to be led. They need to be fed. Come on. And that's why He calls you His flock. Because He's the good shepherd. And the sheep hears His voice. And the one I want to touch on is that you are in God's garden. You are part of God's garden. And that means you need to become productive. If you are in Christ and you are doing anything, let me tell you something. Anything that's from God will multiply. If you are busy with things and it doesn't multiply, it's not from God. Because God is a fruitful God. And He created you to be fruitful. That's why He told Adam and Eve in Genesis, Go ye and be fruitful. Multiply. Multiply. Not just having babies. But multiply the animals, multiply the, 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 um, the crop, multiply whatever I give you to do. Multiply and that's still, that's the very first commandment and it still count for us today. If you're a Christian and you are born again, safe through the blood of Jesus, spiritful, tongue speaking, Holy Ghost fire. And you haven't once Win one soul for Christ Jesus. I'm putting a question mark next to your Christianity. Because if you know what God saved you out of, the mess He saved you out of. There's some of you, you were saved out of drug addiction. There's some of you, you were saved out of depression, out of suicide, saved out of your financial mess. God came and He saved you. You know what He has done for you and how selfish of us not to share it with others. Woo! Mm. 
Tableview starts 9.30 every Sunday morning. Ephesians 1 verses 4 says, Long ago, even before He made the world, God chose us to be His very own through what Christ would do for us. He chose us to be productive. His very own. He was looking, He created Adam. He was looking over, over the whole creation and He was trying to find Adam a helpmate. And He said, nothing here is suitable enough for Adam. Come on. And He chose Adam because He placed so much in Adam that He didn't need Adam to have a wife to produce because the wife was already on the inside of Him. What you carry, your very promises, the way you need to produce is already on the inside of you. You just need to tell God, God, I'm dying to myself. It's time that you pull out that what you want me to do. Not my own thoughts. Not my own ideas, but your ideas. I die a thousand deaths every day. Come on. We are so easy to say, oh, it's the end of the world and God is coming. If it was really the end of the world and I tell you tomorrow Jesus is coming on Monday, 12 o'clock. Are you going to go pack your bags and fix your house? No, you're going to run to someone and you're going to tell them, Hey, Jesus is coming. You better get saved. Jesus is coming. Hell is so real. And that's why we need to be connected so that we can be connected, so that we can be productive in the kingdom of God. And I want to take you to John 15. And I'm going to start reading from verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already cleansed clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branch. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing. You know last night I were home, me, only me and Matthew and Matthew's friend. And I have a fireplace. And Vian went there, so I decided to make fire. <laughs> no, I did it right this time. I didn't burn down the house. <laughs> and, I, and, and I made the fire and it was so nice. And every time the fire tries to look like it's dying, I take that blow thing and I just do this. You know, make wind. And then there's like smaller wood pieces. I will put it on the fire. And you know what came up with, um, I, like, I was just thinking this. You know why hell is so warm? Because there's a lot of branches that is cut from the vine that's going to be put on the fire. <laughs> Boss Tanya, she got it. Because that's the only thing what a, a, a branch is good for if it's not connected. 
You cannot build with a with a a a a, a, a grapevine. You can only make nice fire and a nice barbecue a brine. And sometimes we are that dead branch. And if you're not connected, I said it last time, if you're not connected to the vine and you are not in place and in purpose, what happens? It starts growing wild and it grows down. But the vine is supposed to grow sideways so that it can be strong and then it goes in, it goes into one another. Come on. And it bears great grapes fruit and then what happens it multiplies one seed was sown but many grapes is coming out because where there is fruitfulness there will be multiplication come on but we want to think we are an island and we want to grow by ourselves hello you're a bonsai tree because it's only potted plants that can be moved. And God never called us to be potted. He called us to be planted. Where your root can take ground and go deep into the ground. And when storms come and come your way, you may be shaken a little bit. And you might leave some, uh, lose some um, leaves a little bit. But you will not die because you are rooted in who? In Christ Jesus. And many of us, we choose to do it without Him. We want to fix our families without Him. We want to fix our finances without Him. We want to fix our mental problems without Him. We cannot do it, church. I don't care what the world tells you out there. You cannot do it without Christ. We've tried it. You've tried it. And it failed. For a moment it looks good. For a moment it tastes good. For a moment it seems like it works out. But it's in Christ that I found out who I am and what my purpose is. If you are connected to the vine, He will reveal to you the secrets of heaven. Little things will not, will not matter. Little fights will not matter. Little issues will not matter. Because you're not focused on what is around you. You are focusing on what you are connected to. You will not sit in conversations where they say, oh, look, at, look at the petrol price. They're going to kill us. Oh, heck no. You will say, I know who I'm connected to. I'm connected to the billionaire of all billionaires. I'm connected to, to the one whose hand is open. I'm connected to the provider, El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. I'm connected to, and I personally in my life seen miracle upon miracle upon miracle. I don't preach stuff I don't, I don't live and I have no idea what I'm talking about. When people talk about you, you're not going to faint out and get unsaved and say the 
Christians is um, judgmental and oh the church hurt me who cares if whatever you're gonna be saying well, you can say what you want you can do what you want oh, you don't know who I'm connected to I'm the connected to the Lion of Judah and if you say something about me he's gonna roar on you and you're gonna run come on but we are because we're not connected and we're not abiding the vine we run for every simple thing Oh, Pastor Tasha didn't greet me today. Her sunglasses were too dark. Yes, maybe it was. I didn't see you. Okay, I'm, I'm one of those. I need to recover first in the mornings. I need my sunglasses so I can wake up properly. And sometimes I'm just surprised as you are when I take my sunglasses off and I see how bad my makeup is. Because I did it in my sleep. But nothing grows without God. And you know what? When things don't work out in my life, for a moment I want to cry about it, but then I realize, hey, who's in control? Who's in control? Maybe for a moment it didn't work out, but God is going to change it around and He's going to redirect me to the place where what He wants for my life will work out. Come on. I'm telling you, anything that takes your place above God, He's going to remove you like it or not he's gonna remove I have this dog at home Tabasco he's so saved he was even more ready than me to come to church this morning John 15 verses 16 says you did not chose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that you your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give to you. I didn't choose you, God. You didn't choose God. We think we chose God and we found God and we so ooh, ah, ah, so awesome. But God had His eye on you a long time ago. Ephesians 2 verses 10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In advance. Even before time, you, He had you in mind. Do you know that? You are living in God's past. Because He had you in mind even before time. He said, even before you were in your mother's womb, He had a plan and a purpose for you. You weren't created and then your purpose um, came. You were created in purpose for God's plan and pleasure. In purpose. And the very thing Satan wants to do is he wants to isolate you so that you are wondering what on earth am I here for? What if I tell you you were only created to worship him? Everything else is just a bonus. Your job is not your purpose. It's something you do. Come on, don't, don't, don't be silent on me. Because what if they come and they close your work? Is it going to, and, and they fire you or they retrench you? Are your world going to fall apart? Because now, oh, there goes my purpose. No, you have to rise up and you know God created me for His pleasure. That means I'm created for worship and that I will worship Him in spirit and in truth. And then He will place me 
and I will have favor. And even if the one door shuts, the other one is already wide open for me to go in. Because I'm planted. Because your purpose starts with God. But you have to be connected. Romans 12 verse 6, having then gifts, deferring according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. First of all, he said in Christ to do good works. And then he said, you have gifts, you need to use them. Many of you, you're sitting on your talents that God has given you so that you can glorify Him because you feel that you're not good enough. If I had to listen to myself many years ago, I would not have stand here. The very thing I'm doing now was the very thing I struggled with all my life and that was to speak in front of people. They say people is more scared of public speaking than they are scared of death. I thought I will never do this. I don't like it. I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be seen. But hello, God's purpose. He placed, He took me right from the back and put me right here in a women's conference. I will never forget it. Or at the main conference, I don't even know. I will never forget that day. Gifts on the inside of you. But you have to develop that gifts and you have to get your cheerleaders behind you. But it can only happen if you are good. There's many people We've seen ministries falling away We've seen people uh, doing things for God And it fell away Because God will taste it with fire And the wood will burn Anything you do Anything you do will be tested I don't care how smart you think you are And how God gift you. Some people walk in, who am God's gift to the earth? I don't care if you think that. But if the fire is going to fall, will you still be God's gift? Will you still be so smart? I, I thought I was smart, really smart. Until I gave birth to my son. That boy is something else. He asked me something. His allergy levels is really high and you need to get tested for some stuff. And he asked me, what does it mean? And I'm like, mm. he's told me, I should have guessed. I'm like, Matthew, no, if it's not about the Bible, lipstick and shoes, I'm like, mm. that's why I surround myself with doctors and dentists and I can ask them the question. So when he asks me next time, I can be clever. Okay. But, but the thing is, we, we think we are all that, but actually we are nothing without God. I've preached sermons where I just stood there and I was just giving a word, 10 minutes, and I thought, oh, Lord, help me, swallow me earth. Then I realized you didn't do it with God. That's why it was such a struggle. That's why it was really such a struggle. And then it reminds me that everything I do, if I do it without God, it will be a struggle. But have you ever come to the place in this chaos and you just say, Lord, I know you're with me. I'm just going to sit and you do it. Have you ever trusted God so much? And you see how things just fall into place and how things just work out because you let God do it and not yourself. 
You're not trying to fix this yourself. You're not trying to fix that yourself because it's not in your own strength. What does the word say? When we are weak, He is strong in us. But you will never know that if you're not connected. You will never understand it if you're not connected. Because when you're not connected, you have to cheer yourself on. And do you know how, uh, how tiring it is to tell yourself the whole time how good you are? Come on. You have to tell it. Oh, you're so good. Get out of that bed. The world is waiting for the gift to arrive. It's tiring. But do you know how awesome it is when you just get dressed, you put on your red shoes and you come to church because you have no idea what God is going to do and you are super excited because you know He's going to do something great? I told, I think it was Sunday, they must said, we are a lucky packet church. You never know who's going to be here on Sunday. It's always a surprise. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 4 verse 1 says, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards. A steward is one who manages others' property or others' affairs. You are a steward. You are managing God's property and His affairs. How amazing and mind-blowing is it to think that? God trusts you so much that He placed you on the face of the earth and He says, take care of my sheep. Love my sheep. Tend to my sheep. Feed my sheep. How amazing is that to say that God can connect you with people and, and, and God wants you to just take so much care of them. Isn't it amazing? And love on them. Not judge them and be critical. Sometimes correction is needed. Come on. But when you can just love on people and you see how people just grow. And many of you, you are sitting here and you are like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, how? But you need to be planted by streams of living water so that you can grow. And that you can even become a shade to somebody. A shelter. A safe place for somebody just to come and sit. Isn't that amazing? Because if you belong, your identity is established. You have a stable life. You find out your capacity. Because it's not the capacity in your own strength, it's the capacity. Have you ever done something and you say, like, wow, I can't believe I've done this? You find security. And there's productivity because you bear fruit. And I know many of you are sitting here this morning, you have come to church for years. Maybe out of tradition, Maybe you just came because you are forced to come. Or you came because your parents belong to the church. But you just come and you sit in a chair and you make it nice and warm and then you go home. And then there is no impact. I love it when people tell me, Pastor, I want to just touch a life. And I'm like, how? Oh, pastor, if I can just clean the toilets. And then I'm like, conference time. Okay, are you ready to clean the toilets? 
then that person's nail is twice as long as mine. And my nails are short now. And they're like, oh, no, I didn't mean that when I said that. I, I actually just meant I will be the, the, like the, you know, make the toilet look beautiful and just stand there as an ornament. And some of us have become ornaments in the church. You think you make the church look good because you're here. But there's a cry out of heaven. There's a call of, for you to be productive and to belong. And we have placed all the ministries that you can get involved with. We have placed on here part of this morning. And if you say this morning you want to belong and you want to do more. You don't want to do it outside of where God has placed you. But you, you want to really do something. You can come and sign up for, for ministries here. But don't be the one that put your name on the biggest on the poster. And when I call you to come and do something, you're like, oh, no, it's too early. You know, everybody is saved until it's winter. But nobody in Cape Town that lived here for years know that the rain makes you wet. Tell your neighbor, it's not a surprise. When it rains, we are wet. And it's cold. But there's so much more on the inside of you. And God is really, there's a cry for you of commitment and of you to bear fruit and to belong like never before. Because you're going to stand before God one day and we as ministers, we will stand before God and have account for what we have taught you. And that's why I'm so worried about so many preachers preaching nonsense and I'm not, I'm not critical. In my heart. But if you preach anything except Jesus Christ, you are in trouble. Really, you are. And you're going to stand before God and you're going to be accountable for what you're saying. And if God tells you uh, one day when you stand before Him and He asks you, What, what have you done? God is not going to say, Oh, thank you for praying. And oh, 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 that demon is going to say, Come in, my good and faithful servant. Or He's going to say, Go away, you wicked one. And that really shook the daylights out of me. Because I don't want to be a wicked one, I want to be a good and faithful servant. Not only when it's summer, but when it's winter. Not only when, when, when there is people I can look good in front with, but I want to do it no matter what. I want God to see that I'm faithful because what you are doing here, it's a rehearsal for one day. And if you are doing nothing, I don't know where you're going to be one day. Doing what? But you don't want... Doing nothing. You don't want to stand before God and He's going to say, mm, 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 mm. I've called you to be a ruler over nations, but now you haven't practiced it on the face of the earth. I've called you to make impact, but you haven't done it. I want you to be established, but you have fallen so round after so many, so many things that I couldn't even establish you so that you can bear fruit. And this is not a loftal thing, people. It's not a loftal thing. Wherever you serve, whatever your church, if, if, if you're another church and you're just visiting, you better be productive in that ministry. I almost want to say, if, if your church is the next church next door and you are here, I hope your pastor knows. I'm not going to say this over live stream. 
Why aren't you committed at your house? Come on. You can only bloom where God plants you. If you are here or you go somewhere else and you know you're part of the body of Christ, who is fulfilling your function? If the arm is running now to another body being part of that arm, that that body is going to be what? A monster. A body with more than two arms is a freak. You say, oh, let's just make the altar call and go home. You know, Sunday morning is teaching morning. So tonight we're going to have revival. Sunday night we had such a move of God in this place. I really don't need you to miss tonight. Just come. And we, it was just so amazing. People even over live stream gave their heart to the Lord and fell under the anointing. And, and, and it was so amazing. Even when we went home, we still felt the power of God. We saw healing take place and we didn't really do anything. God was just moving. But there's a cry of commitment. Are you just as committed to the house of God as you are to your salary every month? Are you just as committed to the house of the Lord, the body of Christ, as to your studies or your school? Come on. We need to get first things first and we need to get the order right. Many people, your husband and your wife don't serve God because you have double standards. My husband told me, he said, Tash, you just need to take your bed to church and sleep there. That's the code that I Like I said, it's not to to just get you activated. It's really to get you to a place where you commit to the body of Christ and where you belong. After church, you can come sign up. You can sign up tonight. You can sign up next week for whatever. Go sign up at your church if you're not part of this ministry. Go sign up to do something and just make a difference. Even if it's just to to win souls and make disciples and just bring change. Let the world see the church is not a lazy body. We are a giant and we are awake and we are going to do bring great damage to the kingdom of darkness. Great damage. We don't have time, people, for nonsense anymore. We don't have time to play church. It's time that we become such a strong church that the world will see that they won't run from us, but they will run to us, to the light, Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what other people is doing and saying out there. You come to the place where you stand for what is right and you make others stand with you. Come on. And if you are here this morning and you say, Lord, I'm going to be a giant in Christ and I'm going to be active in the body of Christ and I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I'm not just going to be a, a, a chair stealer, <laughs> a pew warmer. That's the right one rather. But I'm going to be active and I'm going to tell somebody. And you know what? I love it when people say, I told my sister she must come, but she doesn't want to come. And I'm like, is she, is she, is she saved? Yes, she's going to another church. Leave the other church's people alone. Huh? It's like me coming to your house, steal your fish out of your pond and go put it in my pond. Of course you're going to be angry at me. Come on. We're not going to do that. 
Get the unsaved one. The one that doesn't know Jesus Christ. You cannot be ashamed anymore. I'm shy. Hello? So what? They will say no. They will say you're crazy. They will say food sack maybe. I don't know. They will say all kinds of things to you. But it's okay as long God doesn't say it to you when you stand before Him. They can say it to you. You know, I spoke to one of my school friends because um, one of our school friends is busy dying and has really um, very bad cancer, stage 5, and like they just gave it days. And, and I asked him how she's doing and we are praying and, and we're praying for the family. And I asked the guy because he was talking a lot and usually he doesn't talk so much. And I'm like... I wonder if he had, you know, communion and watch rugby. So I asked him, is there rugby? He told me, I think you rather need to stay to the church. I don't think there was rugby yesterday. I was like, okay, or what? I don't even know. But he said, um, because they know, I don't know nothing about it. So they told me, yeah, you stick to preaching. Don't worry about what's going on in the rugby on the sport because you know you're a disaster. Come on. God wants to use you. And if you are here and say, Lord, I want to be active. I want to be productive. I want you to stand. And can I get the rest of the band here, please? Father, you see your people standing, Lord. Lord, we're not standing just because others must see how smart we are. But we are really standing here because we want to be committed to the body of Christ. We want to do, we want to be your hands and feet on the face of the earth. We want to run with your vision and your heartbeat, Father. Lord, we not only commit to what's going on around us, but we are committing to heaven's vision. Lord, move us with compassion for the lost like never before. Lord, help us not to be selfish and that it's all about me, 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 me. But let us know, Father, and help us to know and understand, Father God, that you have saved us, created us for your pleasure and saved us so that we can bring other people to enjoy you and you can enjoy them. Because there's a love cry out of heaven. You want to pour your love out and you want people to accept your love, Jesus. There's no greater love than yours. And I pray this morning, right now, I want you to lift your hands. I come against low self-esteem in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit that's trying to keep the people from from, um, uh, the spirit of slumber. I come against you right now in the name of Jesus. You have no place over this people. And I speak life over them, life over them, life over them in the name of Jesus. That your children, Father, ignite the fires in their hearts, in their bellies. That they will be so on fire for you. That they will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and do not faint, Father. Because they will know that you are with them, Lord. And that they will roar like lions and make a sound, a joyful noise. That wherever they move, Father God, people's lives will be touched and changed. 
it's not just the pastor's job to do everything, but you have called us, Father, to be a body and to be active and to run, 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 run with your heart. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. There's such an anointing in this place. If you are sick this morning, there's maybe something in your body. I want you to come to the front. We're going to pray for you. And maybe you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today is the day. I want you to come to the front. We will pray for you. I'm going to dismiss this service. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Natalia, you guys start praying. Pastor Sean, you guys come help. Ashley, come pray. I'm going to ask Vili and Gwen to greet the people at the door, my brother and sister. And we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask Pastor Sean just to end the service. remember that when you ask us to do Lord that we just be obedient and do your will that we will touch other lives Father God by speaking over people over family over work colleagues Lord encouraging people to know that you are alive and that it's actually all about you and you alone And this morning as we stand, Lord, we trust you as we leave this place, that you will use us wherever we go, that we will speak life over everything around us, Lord, and that we will be a lighthouse to this world out there that is often feeling alone, dark, and I am not worthy. Touch every soul, Father God. May our words bring life and light. And that it will multiply like Pastor Tasha said. Help us to just believe and stand in that, Father God. And take it. And what happens afterward is your business anyway. What happens afterward is up to you because you will water that, Lord. And I just pray that you will cover us as we go. As we leave these doors, Father, protect each and every one of us here. And each and every one of our families, Father God, out there. In Jesus' name. Guide us today, Lord, and may we just enjoy this time with our families, Father God. And make time for one another. Make time for each other, Father God. In Jesus' name. Bless us as we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.